How is it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Buddy's House of Horror Podcast. We are finally on to season two of the original run of the House of Horror. And today's episode is a two nerds edition of the House of Horror Podcast coming at you from October 19th, 2019. This week, I actually had my wife Emily fill in for Jared as we discussed the summer horror movies that we saw that year. It was a great time, and as always, I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet. If you guys haven't subscribed to the show yet, make sure you go ahead and do that and leave me a rating and review. And if you're not subscribed over on my YouTube channel, yet you gotta make sure you do that as well i'm having 31 videos come out this october just in time for the spooky season so you definitely don't want to miss it without further ado we're gonna get right to the show so as always take care and stay spooky We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you a special presentation of Two Nerds a Podcast. Your home for everything movies, movie, music, video games, and everything in between. With your hosts, Bonnie the Bruiser and Dynamite Jared Latching. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds a Podcast. I am your host, Bonnie the And sitting to my left is my illustrious wife. Would you like to introduce yourself, illustrious wife of mine? Hey, what's up? It's Beck Nasty. It's Beck Nasty, Beck Drizzle, you know the goddamn deal. So Dynamite Jared, at this very moment in time, he is in Japan. Is he? Is he there already? He is in Japan at this exact moment in time, eating sushi well, we don't on know a magic carpet. Yes, he is. <laughs> we don't know that He's doing much. all of those things well, right now at this exact moment in time. Well, I'm a little jealous about and that. And how, how jealous are you at this exact moment? Extremely jealous. Elaborate. Um, Buddy and I have been wanting to go to Japan for a really long time, but going to Japan means that you need at least a week to go there and also a couple grand. So we need that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day we'll be there. Yeah, so Jared is obviously not going to be on the show again this week. Um, allegedly, so he claims, we may be doing a podcast and bringing him in from Japan. Bet. Do, so, yeah. So, <laughs> Bet. So, we, we will see how that goes. We've actually got a third person in the studio. To, well, not a third person, a third entity. A third friend. In the studio today. Would you like to introduce... Our other guest here. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to... Yes. She's not going to introduce herself. Well, you birthed her. Oh, God. Um, we have our delicate angel, Mrs. Pumpkin, here with us. She's along for the ride, and uh, she might have some stuff to say later, so we'll have to see. She's currently looking at me dead in the eye, so I she think she knows. <laughs> she doesn't really like to talk, but we may hear her scratching. She tends to get scared, so she may just run around the room, and she might meow a little bit. Um oh. There she oh, yep, she just jumped on the couch, and she's <laughs> running around. She's going to be scratching. She's going to scratch. It's fine. Oh, well. It'll you, be some ASMR for everyone. Yeah, if you guys hear it, uh, it'll be some ASMR for you guys. Um, for those of you that watched my very first video that I put up this month, you will know Mrs. Pumpkin. You have seen her. <laughs> um, I like how her name is now just Mrs. Pumpkin. It's Mrs. Pumpkin. <laughs> it has never once been Mrs. I had Pumpkin before I met Buddy. I was just going to ask you about this, oh. because... Obviously, Pumpkin is a Halloween cat. Her birthday, little known fact, is on <laughs> Her Halloween. Her birthday is undetermined. Her okay. birthday is on Halloween. 
That is Mrs. Pumpkin's birthday. Her buddy. So why don't you elaborate on how our illustrious cat got her illustrious name? And a pro- how how many years ago was this? This was seven, eight years ago? Uh, I'd say about, yeah, eight or nine years ago. Um, so back at my parents' house, we have... Well, we had a garden that my dad worked really hard on. It was an awesome garden. We had a lot going on back there. And we had a pumpkin patch. And one day, I'm out, out in the garden, and I see these kittens running all around in this garden. Like, baby kittens. And I'm like, where's your mother? But we found one kitten in the pumpkin patch, which then was pumpkin. And there was another kitten by the beans. Beautiful little black cat. So that was Bean. And later on, we found out that it was a neighbor's cat was the mother. So they took Bean. And uh, (laughs) I feel bad talking about this. Bean didn't make it too long. Bean had a little accident, but we won't get into that. So Bean's no longer with us. Um, Rest in peace, Bean. Yes, rest in peace, Bean. Very sad. I think about him sometimes. Rest in Bean. Pumpkin is right here with us. So that's how Pumpkin got her name. Wasn't she the runt of the litter? She was just freaking small. Explain explain her backstory. Because for those of you you that do not know Pumpkin, she is the scaredyest of the scaredy cats I've ever seen in my entire life. She's a scaredy cat. Um, Apparently, according to you, she used to hide in the lawnmower. So Pumpkin was afraid of people for no reasons evident to us. I think it was just like, oh, I was born out in the wild. I don't want to be by big, scary things. So, a human to her, big scary thing. So, of course, we were trying to care for these cats, give them food, give them water. We would have the garage open, and Pumpkin chose her hiding place to be inside of the lawnmower. And at this time, I was the one who mowed the grass. We had a riding lawnmower. So, every time I had to mow the grass, I would have to thoroughly, thoroughly check the inner workings of the lawnmower, sometimes she would be sitting on top of a blade. (laughs) Like, it was so bad. So you could imagine my absolute fright every time I had to start up the lawnmower and Pumpkin wasn't there. Like, it was at least an hour and a half process every time until I could find her and relocate her and then start. So So when did you bring her into the house? Like, how long ago? She was probably... So she hung around probably for a week, and then we're like, okay, we need to take care of these cats. So then we started feeding them for probably two and a half weeks, and then eventually I was just like, hey, mom and dad, this cat's going to come inside now. And then they were mad at me, <laughs> but, and then we did it anyway. So, yeah. And then Pumpkin moved with us to Columbus. Yes, so. And she's with us now in Cleveland. Yes, so Pumpkin's been she's two wor- years. She's world-traveled. Two years out of Beulah, right? Two years? Yeah, two yeah, years out of two Beulah. Years. And well, like a year and a couple look months. Look at her face right now. <laughs> she's so funny. A year and a, a year and a couple months Yeah. Um, out of Beulah. Um, and it's weird, the, the cat out of all your cats that is, like, the most scared is the one that has done, like, the most traveling. <laughs> yeah, but she adjusts well. Honestly, like, her living in this house is the most outgoing I've ever seen her. Well, I think that there's less humans in this house. Because in Beulah, there are four people plus guests. In Columbus, there were four college students plus girlfriends, boyfriends, friends. But here, it's usually just you and I. Well, it usually is just you and I, but you actually had a Halloween party 
You say I had a Halloween party. You had a a Halloween party with me. I was forced to have a Halloween party. (laughs) Did you have fun? It was okay. Buddy, that's not what it looked like when you were dancing to that. Well, yeah, I had fun when that that they were playing. (laughs) Oh, teenage Nosferatu, Pussy by Rob Zombie. I don't know what they had on. And psychosocial and stuff. All I know is... Whenever Midnight Miles comes around, the funniest (laughs) songs come on. I didn't know what was going on, but it was all fine. It was was a good time. Jared was uh, busting a move as well. No, okay. Don't act like Dynamite Jared didn't bring the tunes and the dance moves. I would just like to let the viewers know that for, um, until midnight, it was a normal house party of young adults, okay? So, picture, as you will, what that is. Then promptly at midnight... (laughs) (laughs) When Midnight Miles shows up! (laughs) I wasn't making that connection, but okay. No, you can make that Uh, connection. Midnight Miles graces us with his presence. Dynamite Jared had been there all night, but it was at this moment when the trifecta of the three of us came together. I believe that Adrian started it. I don't think Adrian No, because Adrian was playing straight trash all night. No, she wasn't. She's playing fire. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Okay, whatever. But yeah, and then at one point... So, okay, past midnight, it was then approximately five people in the near darkness dancing to very quiet, like, emo music. So, yeah. And metal. And metal, yes. But for a good, like, half an hour, it was... And 80s stuff, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was interesting. No, it was my kind of party. So yeah, it was great. I, here's the thing I like love about Miles. He was like at a show before he came to the party, so he gets out of the show like ten thirty eleven, goes home, puts on a full <laughs> face of makeup, and shows up. And at that point, everyone had left the party except for like five or six of us. Yeah, yeah. But um, at the time, Adrian was actually rollerblading down the street, and she thought Miles was a neighbor. So she was like, "Oh crap, I look weird right now." on my rollerblades in the middle of the night. So she started coming back, but little did she know that it was Miles with full <laughs> makeup walking up with a huge bloody coffee ground face, yeah. as he says. So, yeah. Yeah, coffee ground face. Uh, I'm sure when I have Miles on the show, we're going to break down some VFX and makeup. Oh, I would, I would love to learn about that because, I mean, I'm not too into it anymore because of, you know, grad school consuming my entire life, but I like makeup mostly in other people and... I feel like FX well, you'll ha- would be pretty cool. Well, you'll have to listen to the show when it comes out. Yeah. I think I'd be pretty good at it, don't you? Yeah. I'm a yeah, slightly creative person. Yeah. So. Um, you're creative, and you're also um, very well-versed on the internet. How? <laughs> because you have... J- don't sell yourself short. You have just been named <laughs> one of the Mothman Festival's biggest fans. On Facebook. Didn't you get, like, a badge and everything? top fan, it was. So, I'm sure you guys have seen that. Facebook now has the top fan badge that they give to people who are most active on different pages or accounts or whatnot. And I was actually sitting on the couch in my Mothman shirt that I got from the 2018 Mothman Festival. And I get a notification on Facebook that says, you have been given the top fan badge for the... Mothman Festival Facebook page. So, but how? Um, because I'm always tagging you in all their stuff. Because oh, I'm like, bring me. me. So I'm like, yeah. bring me down there, please. Yeah, we're gonna have to go next year. Yeah. Um, this year we had 
too much going on. Yeah. Last uh, last year we went, but so last year we'll talk about this a little bit because we didn't address it last year. Last year when we went to the Mossman Festival, it was the most <laughs> dreadful day of my whole life, but the most really fun as well because I think that we, we had overnight. Well, before that, during the day we had to do a bunch of bullshit during the day. Then I had to work from 11 p.m. until 7 a.m. <laughs> then I get home at promptly 7.15, and we drive how three hours yeah. to West Virginia, maybe point longer. Pleasant, right? Yeah, like yeah, three, four pleasant. hours to West Virginia, and then I spend all day in the hot sun. It was hot. So, like, day. I didn't sleep for... 30-something hours, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like, oh, I just didn't sleep, and I was, you know, just hanging out at home or whatever. Like, I was fucking doing all kinds of shit. It was a very interesting experience to see Buddy completely drained, but then also at his peak, because he was at Mothman Festival, which we <laughs> talked about for, like, months. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a good time. When I think back on it, I don't remember you being completely exhausted and upset. But I'm sure you do. <laughs> well, I just remember going back to Jamie's house and passing out for a few hours, and then I, I just felt miserable. Like, even though I was having fun, I felt miserable the entire time. Yeah, and that's not fun, so we'll have to go back. Yeah, we're going to have to go under regular circumstances. Yes. Um. Yeah, and then since you've been on the show last, we got married, obviously. Oh, yeah, we're married. Went on a honeymoon and shit, and I yeah, moved into this house. And Can I hype myself up real quick? No. Okay. Go, go ahead. No, 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 no. No, go ahead. I'm just going to stare at Mrs. Pumpkin on my desk. That's fine. Since the last podcast, I graduated from Ohio State, and then I got into a very competitive grad school, which is great, because in my program, which is speech-language pathology, every grad program is very competitive. So, yeah, probably, like, two of, like, the best days ever happened to me this year, which was finding I got into grad school and then getting married. So, yeah, it's been cool. Very cool. But we're not here to talk about any of that shit. Yeah. As you guys know, (laughs) as you guys all know, it is October. It is the witching season, Mm -hmm. the season of horror movies, ghost stories, and all kinds of stuff, which we're going to get into all of these what? It's the season of dead people in your backyard. It's the season of dead people in your backyard, I guess. Um, <laughs> so before we get into all of that, um, I just kind of wanted to run down some of the horror movies that I've seen and Emily has seen since the last Two Nerds podcast back in May. Because we didn't do any shows all summer because, as we said, we the two of us got married, not... Me and Jared. Me and Emily got oh, married. Oh, that's... That, me and Jared almost... with that? No, we didn't go and through Jared. with it. We didn't go through with it. I thought it was like a double ceremony. He's, he's moved on to other things. All right, move but, on. But, okay. <laughs> so, we obviously did not have any shows over the summer. Married, moving, all kinds of crazy shit was going on. Um, but we saw a lot of horror movies this summer. Well, at least I did. I saw quite a few. I saw a couple. Um... And I don't think that we talked about this on the show. This is a little bit before summer, but the two of us went to go see Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Why not in a bad way. Yeah, but... not in a bad way. Uh, why don't you tell the people the circumstances in which we saw Pet Cemetery? Do you remember the circumstances? No, I don't. You do not yeah. remember the circumstances. What were the circumstances? I was so... Ma- I, w- I don't want to say I was mad at you, but I was annoyed with you. <gasps> because I wanted... Because we were going to go to the movies, 
And because here's the thing. Emily never wants to go see horror movies with me. Buddy. She, listen, she, <laughs> oh, here's the thing. You have your time, I'll have mine. You're always wanting to do some bullshit. But Emily's like, hey, let's go to the movies. Let's go see Pet Cemetery," which she knew I wanted to go see. And oh. I'm like, and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. And she fails to mention we're like driving there. She's like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is for a class project. And I need to have a screen with the closed captioning in front of my face the entire movie, which in hindsight was not even bad because as they are designed, they're only meant for the person that's using them. So I really was not distracted by it at all. But the way that you brought it up to me, I was like, this meanie. <laughs> She's bad. Okay, yeah, so, um, like I said, uh, undergrad, speech and hearing, so the language I took for in college was um, American Sign Language, and with that, there's a lot of um, things with, like, the deaf community involved in that, and uh, one of our projects is we had to go to a um, any sort of public place and ask for an assisted listening device. So I was like, okay, we'll go to the movies, I'll get a closed captions. It's really, it's this little thing that you stick in your cup holder it has an arm, and it's a box, really, it's, like, half the size of a phone. Like, the, like... Right, yeah. Square of it, The little you know? screen. It so has, like, the little visor on it, so, like, the yeah, brightness it, isn't showing and It all does that. not yeah. disrupt anyone else. It gives you perfect captions and, like, background noises and... Was it perfect captions? Because I wasn't looking at it. Were, oh, it was... What, was it perfect captions? It was perfect captions to the point where I learned... Not, I guess I shouldn't say learned. You can I hear better. No, no, no. I experienced more of the movie because you know when, like, you know, horror movies, they'll like have like little like whispers and whatnot. But and like sometimes you can make it out, sometimes you can't. But with this device, it says what it, it's, it's actually say. saying. So I could make more connections and be like, oh, okay, like this like makes more sense. Which I think the device would be good for people who, in general, like I know my. Like, my mom, for example, sometimes she's like, wait, like, who did they just say? What's going on? Well, um, I don't think having words in front of her face would help her oh, out Oh, no, that yes, she, we're, I, my, the Beckwith family, my parents, they have captions on things. I like captions when I watch stuff because I think it's easier to follow along, but that's just my preference. Yeah, I don't like it, but. <laughs> I like it. Well, well, what did you think of the movie? Let's move on from the circumstances what did you think of pet cemetery from what you can remember um, i'm looking at my letterbox here and i gave it three stars three out of five three out of five so it for was... me for me my rating scale three means i would like it and would watch it again it doesn't mean i think that it was anything super great like spectacular you know what i mean like three is like very average for me mm-hmm. on a rating so. i feel as though are we doing spoilers or no yeah Go ahead. Oh, okay. The, this movie is on Blu-ray already. Like it's been out <laughs> forever. So if you haven't seen it, that's or, your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> or just pause and skip ahead like five minutes. But so, Pet Cemetery. It was good. Um, I would not say it was great, but like it was good. I think I was surprised with some of the aspects of it. Like I what? was like, just like. Like the whole like neighbor. Um, well, like, did you character. know any? Did you know anything about the movie going in? Or I no? saw pets like the first. Right, there's only been two. Well, Is there was correct? there was Pet Cemetery two, well, but I as saw... far as as far as like versions of the first part of the story, it's only been this and then the remake. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was surprised with um, 
like, the killing, like, how, like, in-depth it was, and, like, I don't know, I thought it focused, like, I get, like, the kid, like, came in, but I thought it was more about, like, the animals, because all I remember from the first one was, like, seeing this cat just, like, run around going crazy, it, but I was, like, when did that come out? Like, what year, approximately? Oh, like, before either of us were born. Yeah, so, like, I was probably young seeing this, so I was, like, oh, okay, like, I am, like, getting, like, the story more, like, this is surprising, but something I... I do think the story was good, but something I do recall that I was not that big of a fan of is, like, when they go over to, like, the other side or right. whatever over to, like, the, the thing, little ritual place. It looked like shit. <laughs> it looked like it was, like, a, like, the crappiest set, like, on, like, the place where they're, like, digging everything. Yeah. It looked so bad. And, like, I just can't get over that. Like, yeah. that, like, the fact that this movie was so long ago, and I'm just thinking about that whole... And, like, when they have to, like, walk through the woods, and they're like, oh, like, there's, like, these, like, monsters in the woods or whatever. And, like, I can't even remember if they showed them. So if they did, that means that they looked like shit. Or they didn't show them, which they should have, or had made it more mysterious. Like, that whole part was bad. But I think the whole family part of it, with, like, the dad and, like, all of that, like, that was good. From Oh, I'm remembering the movie now. That was shocking with the kid when it, the truck's coming and you think it's the one and the... Oh, well, oh, yeah, I mean, they... I, my it, jaw dropped. I'm oh, remembering well, things I now. mean, yeah, I mean, it was a swerve because obviously... <laughs> Literally. It, yeah, because in the book and in the, uh, the old version, it's the boy that kicks the bucket. But in this one, it was the, uh, the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, like, I, I've heard this from a few conversations I've had about the movie, I guess, because I've never read the book, and I guess that, because I always thought, like, Pet Cemetery was just, because, like, there wasn't that much hype around this movie, and I always thought it was because Pet Cemetery wasn't one of his, like, best works, or, like, his most, like, in-depth kind of books. I thought, okay, it's just a simple story, you know what I mean? But I guess, like, his book is, like, super good, and, like, in-depth, and it really goes into, like, loss like, the loss of, like, a family member and stuff like that. And that's something that, like, neither of the movies really accomplished. Um, after that, I didn't really see much for a little bit. Um, but you went and saw Ma with a few of your friends. How, how was, uh, how was that experience? Because I heard from Jared it's, it's an interesting one, so. Um, so Ma was, like, okay. Wasn't bad. Wasn't great. It was, like, pretty okay, I'd say. Um, I think that the story was pretty good, but they could have probably added some to it. Like, it was just, like, like lacking. Like, Because, like, <sighs> like, the premise of the movie is the fucking... It's, like, a creepy old lady who's, like, having these kids party in her basement. They're not allowed upstairs or whatever, right? Like, that's the gist. Well, the thing is, is she wasn't creepy. They were like, oh damn, Ma's cool. Ma's gonna let all of these high schoolers drink in her basement. She's gonna get the alcohol. She's like, oh, I just want to make sure everyone's safe. Turns out she has, like, a daughter and stuff who's living upstairs, and, like, there's this whole story with this, like, girl and, like, her mom who's, like, been working, and, like, of course there's, like, a love interest or whatever, and I just think that they... I wish they would have went into... Ma's story and the daughter more like they kind of like bring it up and then it's like oh like this is like the big like ending and then like that was it I wish like there was more 
mystery with the daughter because the daughter there's like one um like she's like introduced at the very beginning and then she comes back in at like the very end but i think like it would her character was interesting and i wish it was in it more yeah so that's why i was pretty okay did i mean it's different from other types of horror movies you know like there was like a lot more comedy and like the story was different from something i've ever seen it's not because sometimes i mean any category movies it can be very routine yeah but mom was different so if you're looking for something different i would recommend it yeah uh yeah i mean i didn't see it i probably won't see it unless i mean i'm sure i'll end up watching it when jojo and amy head over oh yeah for, they'd love that movie for Oh, they they love it or they would they love it? They would love it. Because here's the thing, too, about Ma is Ma is very, like, 2010s. Like, I personally didn't think I would like movies that were, like, oh, like, here's, like, us on our phones, like, hitting each other up, like, us on Snapchat and, like, Instagram, all of that. Like, it's weird to me. It makes it but... dated. Right? But like no, it, like, it's in, very recent. No, that's what I mean, but like... In, it dates it. But, but yeah, it, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's going yeah, yeah. to be dated. Yeah. But, I mean, for the time, it's cool because if something like this were to actually happen, this is how it would happen. It'd be a drunk high schooler on freaking Snapchat be like, damn, come to Ma's, we're throwing a rager. And then people would see it and people would go, you know? Yeah. So, I... Oh, what was that movie that we went and saw at, um, uh, at Gateway? The... Oh, Searching? Searching. Yeah. Didn't think I'd like Searching. Loved oh, that, searching. Movie, that movie was good. Searching was really good. If you haven't seen Searching, go see it. It was great. But, uh, yeah. Um, so I think in, like, mid-July... Well, no, it must have been, like, late June. Because I'm looking at my letterbox, and it was right before we watched Spider-Man, which was... We watched that on the honeymoon. So this must have been mm-hmm. right before I left for the wedding. Um, I saw Child's Play, the reboot of the okay. illustrious fr- franchise. How was um, that? It was okay. Um, I would like to do like an in-depth review with it, with Jared at some point, because we were supposed to talk about it a hundred times and it never happened. So <laughs> I'll keep my thoughts on it brief for now. Um, and one at at some point, I'd like to do like a ranking of all the like Child's Play's movies. So like I probably go more in depth on it there but this was a reboot to the franchise it has no connection to the original films uh, mark hamill hmm. who is the voice of the joker and obviously you know him as luke skywalker was the voice of chucky he did good um not much too much to say they didn't really give him much to do because like the whole premise are how familiar are you with the child's play movies approximately Ten percent. Ten percent. Okay, so <laughs> Chucky is was a human guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put into the doll. And then he goes in the doll. Yeah, right. I know that much. So this is not that at all. This is just a doll. Chucky is Chucky. Right. Got it. Basically, like the dolls are like manufactured. It was the stupidest backstory of all time, and that's like the main thing I like. I didn't like about the movie, like the motivation for why the dolls is bad is stupid as hell a it's like at a factory in china or whatever like they're make, manufacturing the dolls and the guy that's making the doll gets fired so he's pissed he got fired makes the doll evil and how, then how though how does he make it like, evil? like 
because like this is in 2019 and it's a doll that's like supposed to be like a virtual like assistant it can turn your lights oh, on I it see. can do this it, it does see. every it like you know what so i mean it's programmed to right. be evil okay Basic, yeah basically he turned off like the, all the safety settings basically is what he did okay and then commits suicide by jumping out of a window onto a car <laughs> and it was like the dumbest it was like the dumbest backstory ever so like i just didn't in general, I like the idea better that there's, like, a human being making Chucky do stuff instead of just a machine on the loose, you know? So, like, it just wasn't as interesting to me. So but. here's my question. So the original where it's kind of like this guy is, like, possessing the doll almost. That's, like, a weird way to say it. But, like, the he puts he him, is, is, is inhabiting the doll. Right, okay? and he's trying to so, find a human to got it. go into. Yeah. So, I can't, I know that much, but does Chucky in that movie have, like, supernatural no. powers? No. He just has the same powers as a human in... As a human would, except for his... Well, I mean... Th- he I mean, is th- a doll. I mean, things get pretty crazy towards the end, and there's, like, multiple Chucky dolls, like, his spirits and multiple dolls in the sequels and stuff, but, like, the first, like, three or four movies is just a doll that is possessed by a serial killer. Okay. That's literally all it is. See, I was so. gonna ask if there was a difference, because, so, in this No, in, in, one, in this new one, he can control the lights, he's fucking In this newer crazy. one, he's, like, so he's linked to technology? Yes. Okay. I see. So, in my opinion, they made him too powerful. He's, from what I, I'm gonna have to rewatch it, but, like, he's basically, like, an Alexa. Like, he can do stuff. Uh, I'm so sick of, like, I was just talking about how I liked technology <laughs> and, like, social media and, like, how, like, people actually, like, use their phones. But I am so sick of, like, the Siri, Alexa, and there's that new movie coming out. I forget the name of it. Um,. But there's, like, a movie coming out about, like, this, like, guy who's just, like, talking to, like, his, like, basically his Siri in, like, his car. and like Oh, the fucking, uh, what's it called? It's basically, oh. like, her, only it's a comedy. It's called, like, Jexy or something with the like, guy from Workaholics, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry, but... It's all lame, I know. Yeah, that, that just looks really oh. lame to me. But, yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch it to see, but basically, like, I don't know, like, the doll, I don't want to say it doesn't have personality, but it's very, like, limited, because it's not a human, it's very yeah, much how robotic, how a machine would act, and the, like, the whole thing about the Chucky movies for me, the first one, is, the first, the very first one is, like, very serious, but it also has a lot of humor in this, because Chucky's just funny, you know, mm-hmm. but in this one, he's not really as funny, like, there's humor in the movie, like, situational humor, like, there's a part, like, I, it's a minor spoiler, like, I don't think you're gonna care, but there's, like, a severed head in, like, gift-wrapped in a box, mm-hmm. and, like, that's, like, kind of funny, but, like, Chucky didn't do that. It was... He decapitated the person, but he didn't fucking wrap it and shit. Who wrapped it? The This kid... The, the kid... <laughs> the whole thing is, like, the kid knows that Chucky's killing people and doing all this stuff, and he's trying to stop him, but at the same time, he's covering it up because he doesn't want to get caught. Like, a little kid. Okay. And, like, the whole premise follows, like, three little kids, like, trying to stop Chucky. And, like, I don't know. Like, situationally, it's funny, but, like, Chucky himself is not funny. And Chucky's supposed to be funny. I mean, that's that's the draw. So, I don't know. For me, I thought it was all right. It's definitely middle of the road. I see I gave it two and a half 
which means it's not one that I'm going to rewatch a ton, but yeah, because three stars is kind of my, it's a solid flick, so two and a half. Um, but this next one, I gave one and a half, Uh-oh. and this is one we saw together. Is it? This is one Aldo Pryor swears by. One of, his, uh, one of his top films. Okay. And Mazer Laser was talking last night how this film changed her life. And I'm like, you're on... What? I was like, I was like you are nuts. Um, Sorry, Mazer Laser. We're talking about Midsummer. Uh, yeah, that was a pretentious piece of crap, wasn't it? Here's the thing. I get what they're going for. But if you're going to make this movie about... This breakup and this guy who's drawing these people back to um, where he was raised, like all the way where where was it? I don't know. We know it was. It was like in Sweden. It was or something. yeah. It was a journey to get there. My two biggest things with that movie is they don't even bring up the freaking guy. Like I'm sorry if yeah, I'm like in he- grad. They're in grad school. I'm not going. With this random person in my program to the middle of the frickin' woods to, like, meet, like, his, like, community. And I get that they were, like, writing their thing. But if that is going to be such, like, an important person in these characters' lives and a character in the movie himself... He's, like, not even in. Bring him up! Other than at the frickin' end. Like, have him be, like, a major character in this thing. I... Dis- I thought about that the entire movie. I'm like, where is this guy? Where is this guy? He's just, like, irrelevant after the beginning. The second thing that upsets me about this movie is if you're going to make it about this breakup, let me know what's even going on in this relationship. Let me get to know these two characters more and let me see how this relationship is falling apart more than what was shown to me. Like, this Christian guy, he's, like, so boring. Like, they give him nothing to say, nothing to do, and the girl is just crying the whole time, but they don't elaborate. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... This movie was almost three hours, and we're not talking about the director's cut, like, the regular version, and, like, the characters were so bland. All of them. And the thing, it's so annoying, though, because it had so much potential to, like... They could have easily shown, like, this, like, messy relationship because that that is something that a lot of people can relate to. And they could have went on the frickin' street and asked three people about their worst breakup and they could have written it off that and it would have been better than what was in this movie. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It was just, in general, I guess... Like, everyone was talking about how this was such, like, a unique idea that, like, they've never seen before. One is literally (laughs) the same plot as Wicker Man, which has been a movie twice from the 70s and then the Nicolas Cage one, obviously. And then I was even, like, reading online that there was another movie called Midsummer from, like, 2003 or something, which also has a main character named Christian. (laughs) And it takes place at some weird pagan cult thing. I see. Yeah. So it, it is not an original idea. Um, I don't know. I had a whole review written for this, but then I never filmed it. So I have like a whole script already. <laughs> so Maybe you should just do it. There's a lot to say with this. Here's the thing. When I first walked out of the theater, I was like, wow, that was garbage. 
then I was like, okay, like, it was, like, pretty, it was, like, kind of different, like, the whole, like, mushrooms, like, when they first got there, like, it's like, okay, like, that was, like, kind of cool, and, like, because it was more than just, there were, like, some, like, effects and stuff going on, right? Yeah. That was, that was cool. I, I'll stand by that. That was cool. But the huge, like, I felt like it built towards, like, nothing. Like, I couldn't even tell, like, when, like, the high points were in this movie. Like, the whole time I was like, what the frick is even going on? And they made these, the people in this community, like, so abstract that you couldn't even wrap your head around it. But not in a good way where, like, oh, it, like, makes you think. It's like, they didn't even explain this community well, I feel like. Here's the thing. And, like, in this movie, it's one of those where, like, oh... It make make you think, oh, there's a big, deeper meaning. Like, you really gotta, but like... to have a deeper meaning, you need to set it up and give all the clues to this mystery to have the deeper meaning. And there needs to be a component that's presented to you that you don't understand. No, it that's... It's just, like... No, that's what I'm saying. Like, nothing there is connect. Like, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. There is no deeper meaning. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I don't... If he's trying to say something, he's not saying it very well. Like, here's the thing. Like... And I heard someone else say, oh, yeah, like, all the, like, gore and, like, the scary stuff, it's not for shock value. And I was like, literally, this movie is trying to get a rise out of people. Yeah. Like, there's the whole scene where, like, the old people fall and, like, get their heads fucking smacked on the rock. And it's like, okay, like, okay, yeah, you could show that, like, that's fine. But then the one dude doesn't die, and then someone comes and smacks him in the face with a hammer, like, three times to kill him. It's like, okay, that's not trying to say something. That is shock value. You know what I mean? The, like, that is has no deeper yeah. meaning, you know? So, I understand people's problems with the gore completely. I am more just angry at the story of this movie. But I will say with the gore, people who are like, oh, like, the gore, like, it's, like, so different. It, like, shows you blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, but the gore in that, I feel like that is things that people see in traumatic events that have happened to them, like, something similar, like, think of, like, car accidents and, like, stuff like that. Right. Where that's shit that, like, you don't want to remember. And to just show audiences that, like, it's, like, not crossing the line, but, like... (sighs) Like, they're going for realism. Like, I understand what they're going for, but, like, there's some stuff that you just don't want to see. You know, like, is that what you're trying to say? I just... I feel like... Every horror movie I've ever seen, it's been, like, you can tell that, like, this is, like, fake. Yeah, we're not watching Evil Dead 2. <laughs> like, even, what did we just watch? Like, Gerald's Game? Yeah, or, Gerald's like, Game, where, like... Like, it was so gross because it was so, like, that would, like, never happen. Like, she's pulling her freaking wrists out of this... Handcuff. Um, out of the handcuff, and, like, it's showing, like, the underneath of her hand. But, like, that's not that what it would actually look like. I'm right. sorry, but, like, there are, like, a lot of connectors in there and everything. Like, it wouldn't just be, like, full muscle, bone, blood, like... Yeah. But that was, like, g- like gross. It's like, oh, my God. Like, but it's, like, fun still. Yeah. Midsummer, I... <laughs> Honestly, I felt, like, it was, like, kind of disrespectful in a way. I don't know. I That's just something that I think didn't need to be presented how it was yeah like i i don't have a problem with the gore like but i just have a problem with the movie being too big for its own britches and i don't know like and then i feel like 
the same thing happened with Jordan Peele. The the first movie both of these directors had, Jordan Peele and Ari Aster, mm-hmm. unanimously praised everyone likes them, blah, 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 blah. The second movie wasn't as good. But at least um, it was us, right? It was yes. Get Out than Us. At least us, I it wasn't as good, but it was still good. Oh, yeah, I'm not comparing, like, the quality. I'm just <laughs> no, saying, yeah, I'm just saying, like, the first movie comes out and everyone's like, Horror Master, the next fucking John Carpenter, like, you know what I mean? Like, the next mm-hmm. person that's making all these great movies, when, it, like, it could be, like, a one-hit I mean, wonder, we'll f- you know? Astro and Peele, I feel like their next movie, I might love. Oh, yeah, it could be good, but, but it's like, just... You can't just praise every single thing that they do. Well, you know no, what I mean? no, yeah. But freaking hereditary. Oh yeah. Awesome. Freaking awesome. But that's the thing, like and it, th- it, like the like think about the scene in Hereditary where the father catches on fire into like a huge like ball of flames. Like yeah. that was like wow, like shocking, like Whoa, like this is so different, but like that doesn't actually freaking happen to people where they just Well, go there have been there have been many cases of spontaneous combustion. But yeah, you don't see that in real life. But it was like <laughs> cool because I want I watch movies because I want to see something you want outside escape. You of want escapism. my life. Yes. You want escapism yes. and you want to have fun. Because even if you're watching a horror movie like you're watching Evil Dead Two or Dead Alive. Like, yeah, it's gory and, like, disgusting and shit, but, like, you're having fun. Yeah. Like, you watch, a, you watch a movie, I mean, like, dramas and stuff, like, you still enjoy watching them. Like, this I did not enjoy watching. I was bored. Honestly, yeah, I was bored, and it's upsetting when something that's so hyped up makes me bored. And it was just super predictable as well. Oh, it was so predictable. Like, you could call the shots all like, the way even through. even when they were about to go to those two old people to jump off the cliff. I'm like, they're about to jump off the cliff. I knew that was coming. Did I know that I would see in-depth, like, very accurate, like, anatomical, like, constructions (laughs) of skulls and brains being smashed? No. No, but, like, just in general, like, in the plot, you could kind of tell everything how it was going to be laid out. Like, even at the beginning, Mm -hmm. like, the whatever his name, the one that brought them there, was like, oh, yeah, I know where you're coming from. My parents died in a fire. And it's like, okay, well, they obviously died in some sort of ritual. And then yeah. you learn at the end, okay, there's this big fire thing. Yeah. So, like, everything, like, like at least for me, I don't know about everyone else, but I could kind of call everything that was going to happen when it was going to happen in this mm-hmm. movie. I don't know. And then, like, it just kind of bothers me how dumb they made whatever his name the one from i was just thinking about because here's here just one thing and you you brought this up these are phd students working on their thesis they are are phd students and this motherfucker is going over to a sacred a sacred tree and peeing on it in front of everyone it's like this is the dumbest character i mean it's not the actor's fault this is like the dumbest like you know what i no like you know what i mean like it's just like a very poorly constructed and written everything i also feel like that character was like the character was dumb but that character would have worked in that movie so much better if he was like made to be more funny and more involved. I mean, he was out of it for... I mean, honestly, I kind of liked him 
I didn't like how dumb he was, but I think that, like, the type of person he was would have supported this. Because, like, you know, he could, like, kind of be, like, a motiv... Like, if he... Okay, if that character's a shitty person, he could be, like, a motivator for Christian to be a shitty guy and all of this, like, breakup stuff. Like, there was just... This is what I mean when I say there was so much that could have happened that didn't. Yeah. But, yeah. So, neither of us were fans... Um, we could probably keep talking about this for a while, but we need to... So, <laughs> Sorry, Al. We need to sort of move... <laughs> I respect your opinions. <laughs> we need to move on to some more subjects. Um, if you want to hear us bitch about Ari Aster some more... Call me. <laughs> let, let, it, let us know in the comments. We may do a, bitching about Ari Aster. A, a, a follow-up. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a couple more movies we need to touch base on. Uh, we both saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. <gasps> yes, we did. Yeah. So why don't you... Um, I loved that movie. I did not know I would love that movie, but that movie, it was very, um... It was fun. It was, Yeah, it was just fun. Like, the horror aspects of it was fun. The story between um, the group of friends was super fun. The, like, societal awareness that was within the movie was super awesome, and I think that everything, like, looked good in the movie. You know, like, the haunted house, um, what else? Oh, what, what was the her creatures. name? Sarah, or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, Sarah Bellows. And, like, that movie, I feel like it, like, was had a big draw to younger people, and... I would consider myself an adult. Yes, I am a young adult. But there were times where I was like, oh shit, this is real scary. <laughs> like, the like the tension they had was really good. See, like, I think, like, because it was, like, PG-13. So I think that, like... Was the, it really, yeah, yeah, see, that's what I mean. So, so, PG-13... Well, ratings don't really matter to me. But I think that, like, the main audience for this were teenagers, 18 to... And 18 to 20 year olds and teenagers, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But the other big audience was people my age and into their like mid 30s who read these books when they were kids and stuff. So it kind of hits like a wide audience because normally the movie going audience, like when you're making a movie, you're making it for the 18 to 25 demographic, basically, mm-hmm. because that's who's going to the movies, that's who's going on dates, et cetera, et cetera. So I just like movies that, like, they can bring in, like, multi-generational stuff. And, like, had this movie came out, like, ten years in the future, it would be one of those movies where, like, me and, like, people my age would, like, bring their kids to it. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, here's what I grew up with, and you know what I mean? Like, had it come out a little bit later, it would have been, like, one of those kind of movies, but... Yeah, and I really like the pace of it, where it's, oh, she's writing the stories, who's this gonna be next? Like, it kept you... Kind of, like, on the edge of your seat. Like, I was not bored for a single moment in that movie. Right. And all the uh, all the creatures obviously look great in it. Um, it's mo- The majority of it is practical effects with some, like, CG enhancements here and there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all of them are really well done. The Scarecrow. Uh, there was, like, the creepy lady in the hospital. That was probably the best scene in the movie, maybe. That one, um, I am, I, of course, like, gore and, like, jumpy things, whatever. Like, that's, like, 
yes, those type of things can be, like, scary. But, like, just, like, the... When you know it's there. Suspension of her walking down the hall all in red. And, like, you know that, like... There's no way to go. Yeah, Yeah. There's no way to go. And you're just like, come on, like, the friends are gonna run in. Like, he's gonna get out or whatever. Nope. (laughs) Like, whenever I think about... I remember, like, being, like, a teen and be like, oh, my God, like... What like what is like something that I'm like super super scared of of like being in a situation that I know I'm probably not gonna be able to get out of, but it take way too much time to actually like come for me and just knowing I would be stressed and anxious and literally like just so fearful during that moment that is what's scary to me in that one scene. Also, the big toe one. Well, yeah, the, the, I mean, the big toe one has a lot of suspense. That is the one that I actually sort of jumped at that, and I usually oh, never, I, jumped. I usually never do anymore. But mm-hmm. that scene actually got me when she's like under the bed, and like you think like she's probably gonna be like I mean like under the bed. That always happens, you know. Someone's under the bed. Someone else is under the bed. <laughs> usually, something's gonna come and get you. But, yeah. Oh, and she just looks so gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean, that it didn't look realistic and um, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was really cool. Um, they may do a sequel. They may not. Uh, I don't know. They kind of left it open-ended. Um, but yeah, I think it's like... I, I mentioned this in the show with Al and everyone sort of brings this up, but it's like a good gateway horror movie. Like, it's a good one to, like... If it was, if this was the, your, the first horror movie you ever saw, I think this would be, like, a good one uh, when you're, if like, this was the like first an early horror movie teen. I've ever seen, I'd be messed up, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Like, this was, like, good. But And, like, it doesn't really hold anything back because, like, like you said in that one scene, oh, the friends are going to come and the kid's going to be saved. The kid is not saved. Oh, no. The, the kid, like, you, there are a lot of kids that die in this. Yeah, like, it is so, not a happy ending. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, it was really good all around. So that was basically all of the new release horror movies that I saw. Like I saw Gerald's Game, which we talked about a little bit. And I watched this other movie called The Ritual. That was like this giant half tree deer demon thing that goes after these people in the woods and stuff. How was that? Um, it was okay. It was good. It's basically like it kind of reminded me of Midsummer a little bit because it's just like a group of friends and then they're out doing something that they're not used to. Because basically, it's a bunch of college friends and then two of them are like, "Oh, we're gonna stop and get beer at this store or whatever," and the store gets robbed and one of the friends hides in like another aisle and the one friend who was like abandoned gets killed mm-hmm. and this guy who got killed, his whole thing was he wanted to go on this trek in the forest or whatever. So, like, his friends all go on, like, this trek in the forest and like, remembrance of him and stuff. And then some creepy cultish-type stuff happens. But it's not, like, Midsummer at all. It just kind of gave me that vibe, just, like, with a group of friends in an environment that they shouldn't be in. You know what I mean? But it was way better than Midsummer. So, (laughs) um, but yeah. I have a question for you, buddy. Yes. What do you want to see? Some new releases. I, what are you I, hoping I, to see? Oh, I really don't know. Really? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing The Lighthouse next week, and I'm really excited for that, but I don't really know what's coming out 
in the future. Doctor Sleep's coming out in a little bit, so I want to see that, obviously. Are you going to see Zombieland? Zombieland 2 actually comes out... Today. The, the day before this oh. comes out. Well, two days before, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I want to see it. But I don't know if I'll see it in theaters. That one will be a solid rent yeah. Um, for me. I don't know if I'll go see that in theaters. But yeah, I really don't know what's coming out in theaters recently. Otherwise, I'd give you a better answer. But The Lighthouse is number one on my list, and Can I'm seeing that soon. I offered to yeah, I go, go, but I mean, I already <laughs> bought my ticket, so if you want to buy a ticket and go... Damn. Alright, I see how it is. Well, you said you didn't even know if you'd be free, well, so... Well, now I know. Okay, well then get a ticket and go. Dang. Okay, so... We've talked about a lot of movies, and we also, on the House of Horror, we sort of talk about the horrors of real life, and you have also experienced some paranormal activity (laughs) in your life. I wouldn't say I've experienced paranormal activity, but I'll tell you about those who have experienced paranormal activity. So yeah, you go, you do, you say your thing. I'm going to go pee, but I'm going to be right behind you so I can still hear you. But keep telling your story. Don't pee too loud. I won't pee too loud. All right, everyone. Welcome to Beck Nasty Story Time. I'm taking over real quick. Beck Nasty's bedtime stories. I hate that. Okay. So, a little bit about me. I grew up in Asheville, Ohio with um, my parents and my sister. We lived out kind of towards Plymouth. And so we had our property where our house was, and then behind that was um, some family-owned property. So I think technically my grandpa owns it, but it's basically like our extra backyard. Like, it's like an extension of our backyard. So growing up at first, it was mainly just like woods and um, forest, and like we didn't really go back there or anything, but... um, Then, as I was talking about earlier, my dad ended up having a garden, but in order to do that, he needed to take down some trees. So, some of, um, I think, uh, some of his work friends or someone he knew, they came over and they had a big bulldozer. And they were clearing out some trees, and then um, my mom and my sister and I were just back there kind of like, fake helping I I think I was like <laughs> probably seven years old so like we were just like hanging out moving some sticks and they're like hitting this like rock and they like break this rock apart and then like okay so we're like oh we'll like move this rock out of the way you know so they can keep working so upon further inspection <laughs> it was a headstone for a grave <laughs> so we're like, damn, we just messed up whoever's grave this is. So we put the headstone back together, and the headstone says Ezra Smith. Okay? <laughs> so this is my Ezra Smith story. Before you dive too deep into this story... Yes. We forgot to mention we both saw It Chapter 2, but we talked about that a lot. So, yeah, that was the thing that happened. Ezra Smith. Ezra Smith. <laughs> yes. So, Ezra Smith comes into our lives, and we're like, what the heck? So we're telling our family about this, right? Um, well, what was your reaction? You, I mean, you're... My reaction? I don't remember here's the thing. my reaction. You are a little kid, and you are essentially living 
like not an Indian burial ground, but like you know what I mean. Like there's just like okay, but there's like the the creep. There is a dead person in at this exact moment. There is a dead person in your backyard. But here's the thing. Back in okay, we're gonna jump into this. My great grandmother finds out that we found a grave in this property. So before my grandpa owned it, it was his father, which was my great grandpa. My great grandpa has passed away. My great grandmother, Marilyn, is still with us. She just turned 90 last year. So we're at a family party. She's like, yeah, Ezra Smith, I knew him. And we're like, (laughs) what? And I'm like, what are you talking about? So she's like, oh yeah, Ezra Smith was a friend of ours. He was an Italian man who didn't have much family and who would sometimes help um, my husband Carl with some stuff. And yeah, Hold so on. he was like. Your great grandpa's name is Carl Anderson? Yes. That is a wrestler's name. All right, continue. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I, I just never knew that. I never knew that. Yes. Okay. So, so yeah. You're getting me all off track. You're Sorry. Like, Let me do This is Beck Nasty. This is Beck Nasty's, is Beck bedtime, Nasty's bedtime, stories. bedtime stories. Not Buddy the Bruiser's bedtime stories. Okay. So, great-grandma's great like, yeah, we knew him. Back then, it was much more frequent, frequent for people to not be buried in an actual graveyard in a cemetery. It was much more frequent to pe- for people to be buried on properties. That still happens... Sometimes not really around here. I've never heard of such a thing. Really? Until, okay, until, no. I no, know. until you told me this story the okay. first time. Okay. I'd never heard of such so, yeah. a thing. So she's like, Yep, Ezra. So now we have the backstory of this person. We know that he's back there somewhere. So yes, yeah, so when we found the headstone, we didn't know where it came from because it was being bulldozed around. So Ezra's back somewhere in that property. Okay, but where we're still where her parents want us to build a house oh yeah 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 yeah. anyway that's a discussion for another time so i was a weird kid so when i i don't know i was probably like 10 years old i would always just like look around in that back lot um it's pretty cool like we had blackberries back there. So there we, their house used to be on that property in the back. So there's like an old foundation. It's like this big hole that's it's filled up with like water. But like you can see like the steps going down into it. It's so weird. There's like a bunch of frogs who live there. Well, yeah, it stuff. used to be a basement. But like yeah. I remember um, I would like steal like two by fours out of my dad's shed and like just put the two by fours down there. And like it like wouldn't like touch the ground. Like this was like a deep like big like hole. And then there's also, like, some, like, farm machinery back there and stuff. And, like, for some reason in my head, I was always, like, I'm just going to, like, find Ezra one day. Like, his bone is going <laughs> to sticking out, which obviously is not going to happen because I'm sure he was buried very deep into the ground. Okay. So, we were very close with um, our neighbors who lived next door, Darlene and Bruce. And so, we're obviously, like, hey, guys, we found this like, headstone in the backyard. Well, I didn't say this. I was 10. My my dad and my mom are saying this to them. And they're, <laughs> like, they're just like, no way. So, apparently, Darlene, when she's at home alone, she claimed that she has been seeing, specifically, she said this, an Italian man 
in her closet. In her closet. I don't know how she determined it was an Italian man, but she deter she said that she was seeing this guy in her closet. She would see this guy in the hallway, like a ghost, right? She's like, yes, I've seen this person's ghost. And like, my parents are just like, what are you talking about? And Bruce, her husband was like, heck no, like she's batshit crazy. This like, this isn't real or like whatever. Then I guess, um, I don't know how long, probably like a year later, Bruce one day goes up to my dad and he's like, hey, Ray, um, you know, like something's weird been, has been going on in like the bathroom. I guess like the dog kept moving the bathroom mats in the bathroom. And he's like, oh, I got to remember to shut this door. I got to remember to shut this door so the dog doesn't move around these mats. And then one day, like, he, like, made, like, a specific point to make sure that the door was closed and was, like, kind of, like, checking himself, like, what's going on here? And he's finding out that the bathroom mats were moving when no one was in there and everyone was at work, his daughter was at work, Darlene was at work, the dog was not in that room, and these mats are getting moved around. Which I don't think he was, like, a believer in ghosts, but he's just like, Ray, like, hey, this is, like, kind of weird. So... That gets back to us. So people in our neighborhood are saying that they are seeing Ezra Smith. During this time, all during this time, I started, ha <laughs> I started having this reoccurring dream of Ezra Smith. Okay, so my bedroom at my parents' house I had a window facing the backyard and this back back lot. And before Ezra Smith even came around, I would hear the craziest noises through the woods. I think it was just like the wind like going through the trees and making like these weird like howling noises, which at my age now I know it's probably just the wind moving through the trees, but I was freaking scared as a kid. Plus there was a road back there so it would like the sound of the cars and everything. It like I would like be very afraid like at night like in my room I remember I would I'd, I had this little um you, if you guys remember those my scene dolls I would just stare at it like in the dark at night and I would swear it would be like looking at me and like turning its head around I like had some weird stuff going on in my brain but yeah so I start having this dream about Ezra Smith and it is so vivid in my head I can still talk about it now so when was the last time you had this dream? Honestly, probably like a year ago, which is crazy for it being like 10 years. Like it like happens like reoccurring. Just... Oh, okay. He's telling me to talk at the mic and not at him. <laughs> this is how my Ezra Smith dream goes. There is a family party at my house. It is a summer day and there are people outside, people in the garage, there's people out back. Everyone's just having a good time. My mom was always scared I was going to get hit by a car on my bike, even though I did not live on a busy road whatsoever. So I would sadly <laughs> ride my bike around in a circle at the top of my driveway. <laughs> so in my dream, I'm riding my bike around in a circle at the top of my driveway, and I'm feeling a tapping on my arm. And I look, I look, whip my head around, and there's like a stick on the ground and like some rocks and like nothing else. And I'm like, all right, like it's just my brain. I'm riding around in a little circle again, and I feel something on my arm again. And I whip around, and 
Nothing's there. Sticks and rocks. Right around, right around again. This time when I feel something on my arm, I look behind me and I see the stick up in the air dropping from it touching on my arm. So, yes, this is, this is the dream. So, <laughs> in my dream, I'm like, holy shit, like, this is Ezra. And, like, <laughs> I'm like, Ezra is, like, trying to, like, mess with me right now. Uh. So, I, like, kind of freak out. I go inside, and I think I'm, like, trying to tell, I think I'm trying to tell my, my Uncle Scott about this. And I'm like, oh, my God, Uncle Scott, like, this, like, I think, like, Ezra is, like, here or whatever. And all of a sudden, outside, I see, like, all of these, like, dark clouds come in. And I'm like, oh, crap, Ezra Smith's coming. But I'm like, oh, no, all my family's outside. So I need to run outside and get all my family. I'm, like, yelling outside. I'm like, you guys need to come in and lock the door. And I remember this part so distinctly because it is probably the dumbest thought I've ever had in my head. I go out my garage to the side of my house. I see my grandma, Joanne, <laughs> and then Pikachu. <laughs> and then Pikachu. Like, Joanne is standing next to Pikachu. And, and this is always part of the recurring dream? This is always part of the dream. And I'm screaming. I'm like, Grandma, <laughs> Pikachu, you guys. I didn't even like Pokemon as a kid. I was like, you guys need to come inside. And like, there's like this big like wind thing around them and there's like a rock like falling through the side through the sky next to them and like it's just like the most chaotic like thing ever and my grandma and Pikachu do not make it inside so I'm like screw it I gotta get inside I run inside I'm holding my back door closed and I feel Ezra <laughs> he's pushing the door open He's pushing the open, and then I finally get it closed. He's pushing it open again. I get it closed. And then it's like we're, like, in, like, we're, like, matched, like, trying to open and close the door. And then that's when I wake up every time. Very interesting. So, I don't know what was going on in my brain for me to think about that. But I, when I was, like, a kid, I probably had this dream, like, five nights a week. And then... Like, it's, like, slowly faded out to, like, once a year. But it is so vivid in my mind. Like, I wish I could, like, draw it or, like, do, like, something. But, like, I have every single piece in my brain. Okay, so a couple questions here <laughs> about this whole thing. Did your grandmother bury Ezra Smith? Who buried him? Bro, don't ask me that. I don't know. No, they probably had, like, a funeral and, like, a priest and, like, had, like, a whole thing. You gotta ask her. You gotta get all this documented. Uh, I would this rather... is a part. This is a part of human history. No, it's not. I would yes, rather just look up how people get buried. I feel like it's probably a community event where, like, the priest or something, like, does something, something with the church. I don't know. Does if anyone knows, comment below. <laughs> how do people get buried in backyards? Okay, so question number two. What, like, did she say anything about who he was, anything at all? Who he was? Yeah, they, he was just a handyman who was Italian. Oh, they were? Even though he, his last name was Smith. <laughs> this sounds real fake, doesn't it? Um, he was a friend of theirs. A friend where they would also have, 
like pay to like help with stuff like do like little like jobs for them but but didn't he have his he, own house to get buried at he had a family but everyone passed away he didn't have any kids or anything so they were like so if he owns a house why would they bury him in the backyard of an empty house where no one lives at they were like we are going to have his resting place be with people he knows you know what I mean? Well, where was his family buried? I don't. We don't know that much. I honestly not sure if she remembers that much. Okay. I but I think that in. But the, now he's all alone. I the th- house isn't no, there. He, no, he's not. He well, has Raymond and Amy Beckwith, and my dog Peanut is buried somewhere back there with him, and so is Sweetie. And he lives on through Two Nerds podcast. Sure, I guess, and he lives in your neighbor's closet. Here's the thing. <laughs> Has anyone in your family seen anything out of the ordinary? Oh. It's a story. You want to hear it? I can I can make it brief. G- give us the cliff notes. The cliff notes. <laughs> and maybe we'll talk about it in depth on another episode, but... Here are the cliff notes. Is this Amy? Was it me or my sister? Let me think that. I think it was... Well, it must have been your sister. If I think it was my it was... sister. I feel like I would have remembered this. Here's the situation. My dad works nights. He's not at home. My mom's in her bedroom, door shut. Me and my sister were hanging around, watching TV, playing freaking PlayStation 2. Okay? Very I... rebellious. <laughs> I get up. No, it was me. I... I'm sitting there, yes, because this is what happened. I always played the video games, and my sister would observe and watch, and she said it was like it was a movie. That's that's what's going on. So I was playing the game. Kayla's like, I'm going to go get, like, water or something. So she's in the kitchen. So she's in the kitchen. She goes in the bathroom. She goes in her room. She goes back to the kitchen. She comes back to the couch. And I think I ask her, like, oh, like, did you, like, get your phone? Did you, like... I don't get your freaking Nintendo DS or something. And she's like, no, I was in the kitchen. So I'm like, you didn't just go into the bathroom. You didn't just go into your room. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was in the kitchen. I like had like a snack or whatever. So I'm like, there is so, cause I, even though this whole Ezra thing was going on, I had a very vivid imagination, but I didn't, really have a concrete belief in ghosts to the point where I was like, I'm seeing ghosts, you know what I mean? So I'm like, there's someone in the house. And Kayla's like, that wasn't me. There's someone in the house. So my poor mother, we go in her room. We're like, mom, there's someone in the house walking around. And my mom's like, shut up. No, there isn't. And we're like, mom, there is someone in this house. So she's freaking out. We get freaking fire pokers from the fireplace we get baseball bats so it's me my mom my sister creeping around the house we open every single closet we look in every like cabinet we search the entire house okay and then she's like see i told you guys there's no one here and i'm like mom we didn't check the garage so we go into the garage my dad has like a lot of like tools and stuff in there so like there's like a lot of places we can look we look all in the garage all the doors were still locked and she's like, you kids driving me nuts. Like, there's nothing in here. I'm like, mom, we didn't check the attic. So I make my mom go into the attic. 
<laughs> look for this person who I thought I saw and obviously we didn't find anyone and then so now my mom is scared because Kayla and I are like we saw someone in this house like we heard someone like there was someone in here so my mom's on the phone with my dad like yeah so that's the cliff notes <laughs> that was the cliff notes that's, I I don't I don't get cliff notes. You don't get cliff notes from me. Yeah. It all just comes out. Well, that was interesting. Um, yeah. I have no questions about that one. I would just like to say that a lot of people I know know about Ezra Smith. And during my teenage years, we would have fires out back and... Seances. Um, we, would all have, we would have seances and um, try and contact Ezra Smith. Um, so I don't know what that says about me. But that's just part of the Ezra story that like can't can't be lost <laughs> yes the uh the... and i made tori shire cry a lot sorry yeah because she was scared well yeah still is so yeah so ezra smith if you're out there uh let us know down in the comments section you're out there he's in the backyard <laughs> let us know in the comments below <laughs> you're telling me he doesn't have the internet down there i don't know, I don't know. but either way uh down there are you assuming he's in hell no in the ground oh why would he be in hell? He was a precious angel. You don't know that? Yeah, I don't know that. I'm just picturing a guy that looks like he worked on the railroad with a big mustache or something. I don't know. If, I don't know. If what I he... can be on, holy Every shit, buddy. He literally worked on the fucking railroad, well, and you just hey, made hey, me Emily, remember that. Hey, Emily, everyone worked on the railroad back then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's not... <laughs> like... That's not that big of a realization. Literally, all, every male but in no. my family worked on the railroad before my parents, you know? Like, my grandparents, everything. What are those hats? The conductor hat. No, if you walk on the railroad, you don't wear a full conductor hat. I don't know what hat There's I like They're, like, more, like, squared-off hats that, like, people who did work on the railroad wore. And Darlene said that she saw the hat, and yes, he did have the mustache, and this is starting to sound like Mario. Well, yeah, that's who I'm picturing. I'm picturing Mario on the railroad. Okay, this needs to stop. Okay. Well, again, Ezra, if you're out there, let us know in the comment section below. As always, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And, yeah, uh, Emily will have to come on the show some other time. Oh, I can talk. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, that's about it. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Buddy the Bruiser signing off. This is Beth Nasty signing off. <laughs>